For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condit. Welcome back, Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. NCMIC sponsors the program. They've asked us to promote the local farmers markets in the area all summer long, which we do and will. Uh, Beaverdale, they have one tonight. They're underway from 4 until 7.30. Franklin Middle School, 48th and uh, 48th Street and Franklin. Likewise, Johnston's Farmers Market is on Tuesdays. They've got over 50 vendors. They start today 3 30 until 6 30 at the simpson barn who reached out to us last week dallas center grimes dallas center yeah we got grimes already on the schedule oh, dallas center, Just right. dallas center yep. yep and uh that community so we'll be working on a psa for them and get that up and rolling here indeed. soon. indeed and if you live in an area and you have your area has a farmer's market and you listen to our program and we haven't been promoting it it's not because we don't want to we'd love to yeah we had norwalk last year that did that reached Absolutely. out to us and now they're part of the rotation so and dallas yeah. uh dallas center will be going forward yes they will uh again reach out to us via twitter at miller and condon let us know and we will be happy to promote it over all of these iheart radio stations here in Central Iowa. Tommy Birch making his way to the Field of Dreams to Dyersville. Uh, we'll have we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Cubs farm system, which in all likelihood is going to get a little richer here in the weeks ahead. Birchie, good to talk to you. Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm doing good. It's uh, it's good to hear you guys promote, promoting the Beaverdale Farmers Market. That's a that's a good one. That's not too far from my from my house. I've uh, I've been a frequent customer of the Beaverdale Farmers Market. Well, that's good. There's a testimonial right there from Tommy Birch <laughs> of the Des Moines Register. Uh, Birchie, uh, let's talk. Let's start first of all with the Field of Dreams. I saw your tweet this morning. You're in the car. You're headed to Dyersville. Um, you know what? What's going on there? Is this a, a, a full blown media event? Are you getting some uh, some access? Maybe um, you know that others aren't. At least at this point, I know you're going to be there to cover White Sox, Yankees. Everybody's very envious of you, especially if they're baseball fans. There's still time to sign up and get one of those coveted tickets. Um, it's going to be via lottery, and you have to be an Iowa resident, have to have an Iowa zip code uh, to make yourself eligible for that. But what are you doing up in Dyersville today, Tommy? I'm doing a, a bunch of super secret stuff, Ken. I can't <laughs> too much. No, I'm, I'm actually, I've got some uh, some stories coming up before the before the big game that I'm, that I'm kind of working on and talking to a lot of people, um, you know, around the, the movie site and around the field too. So I've been up here. I'm, I'm actually not there quite yet. I'm probably looks like about an hour away from Dubuque. I'm actually making a pit stop in Dubuque to, to meet up with a high school baseball player that I'm working on a feature of and then headed up to, to Dyer. So I've been to Dyer Hill a couple of times since, since the announcement, and it's it's been really cool to see just the excitement that's building around the town, around the movie site, and uh, you know, not just around the state. I mean, I think we feel the excitement, especially now that the light has kind of been shined on the 
um, the ticket situation. But every time I've been to Dyersville, there, you know, since since the announcement that there was going to be this game, you can you can definitely feel some some energy and excitement brewing, and I, I expect that today. So I'm really interested to 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 get up there and talk to a lot of people. Um, you know, around the field and just visitors of the park, too. You know, is this, for both of you guys, both of you Iowans, is this the most unique sporting event that will happen in our state? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm trying to fit it into a category. This is unlike, I think, anything we've ever had in our state, Trent. You first? I mean, there, there's exhibition games, basketball games that have been here, but nothing like this. Yeah, nothing NBA that, preseason in right. Hiltner. The Chicago Cubs played it. Suck Taylor at the time. Mm-hmm. But a tie-in with like this, this, with a movie, a iconic movie that has a line that people still have on their bumper stickers and T-shirts. Right. <laughs> Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. This is at the top of the list, and I don't think there's anything even close. Birchie, how about you? Yeah, I think you're you're right. You know, I remember uh, you know when the Chicago Cubs were getting ready to play an exhibition game against the Iowa Cubs. Um, you know, and I actually wrote about that. That I think that was the last time a big league team has been here. You know, there was a lot of excitement, but that pretty much just stemmed to, I think, people in Des Moines, and it was in the middle of the season, too. Now, granted, that was right in the middle of Sammy Sosa in the, in the home run chase with, with Mark McGuire, but I think just all the, the unique aspects of this game, one, that it matters, two, it's at such a, a special location, and and three, you know, look, this is the, the marquee event of Major League Baseball, for the year, it's going to be right up there with the All Star Game and and yep. you know possibly the World Series. All eyes on major, or, uh, you know, throughout Major League Baseball are going to be on Dyersville. So. And I think what makes this event so unique is it's going to um, it's going to draw not just White Sox and Yankee fans and and baseball fans, but the non baseball fans too. I mean, there there are going to be tons of people watching this game. That just want to see and like okay, you know, they're fans of the movie Field of Dreams, or just not even fans of that, but just want to see the uniqueness of you know a major league baseball game being played in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. Birchie, to get to this spot though, there was a lot of contention back and forth. We were talking about it earlier. Do you not the full story, but do you remember the pieces? I know there was a battle over the land. How much commercialization should happen here? <laughs> Should there anything be rezoned outside of the baseball field currently there? Of course, that did happen. That was passed, I think, at the Iowa Supreme Court. Do you have any more background, kind of the the path to get this built, get this Major League Stadium and some of the other ideas that they'd had there? I think at one point, wasn't there talk of like a six-field Little League complex putting up there adjacent to the field? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a dream of the, the old owner who passed away a couple years ago, along with this Major League Baseball game. Um, her one of her her dying wishes was to to get this uh, big league game played um, in Dyer Zone, kind of a, I guess uh, you know turn it and make it a launching pad for that uh, that group of fields out there around the uh, around the movie side. And that's something that goes the distance. Organizers, the people that run and own the Field of Dreams movie site, um, are still hoping to do. You know, they still have some pretty grand plans for putting little league uh, fields around the, the movie site field as well because, um, you know, that's still a, a, a big tourist attraction, and that's, that's not going to change with this game. Now you're going to have 
a whole other you know group of people that are going to be making their way to Dyersville moving forward because this field the Major League Baseball is constructing, even though it's a, a specially constructed field just for this game, it's going to be around for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. this field isn't going um, anywhere. And, you know, Major League Baseball officials that I've talked to haven't ruled out the idea of making it a part of the yearly rotation, kind of like, um, in, you know, the game in Williamsport, the Little League World Series game. Um, I know minor league baseball wants to try to get there. I know there there is interest by the Iowa High School Athletic Association to to eventually possibly play part of the state tournament there as well. So there's some big time uh, grand plans for for this movie site, not just for the field, but mentioned the other. Uh, diamonds that you know go the distance has has been keeping an eye on and kind of pushing for a long, long time. Tommy, when um, when we found out we realized you're headed to Dyersville, we'd scheduled to come on to talk about the you know what the Cubs may have in their system and might get replenished. But this is this is a much more fun topic to discuss. I I, I thought I I wondered uh, to myself I wonder if. Um, Major League Baseball had a contingency plan. It does rain uh, in, in in Iowa, and you know, I thought it was Sunday night baseball. But this game is going to be played during the day. Do I have that right, Tommy? No, I believe this game is actually going to be played at night. I'd have to double check that, but it's it's going to be heavy televised on Fox. And my understanding from looking at the schedule too, and I may be wrong about that time, but. Um, from looking at the schedule, I believe the White Sox and and the Yankees both have a built-in off day uh, the following day of when uh, the game of schedule will be played. The game of schedule will be played August 12th in Dyersville, and I believe August 13th is is um, is a built-in off day. From my understanding, that possibly is a contingency in case you know there is rain or or bad weather and the game can't take place on August 12th. Well, ESPN's taking me down a bad path because I'm in, I'm on the White Sox ESPN link, and they've got Oakland coming in the next day, and it's listed as Sunday afternoon at one ten. Yeah, you're you're all over the place. Yeah, I, I don't think that can be right. It's not. No, it's six fifteen on Fox is first pitch when it's going to be scheduled to broadcast Central Time. So good there. And uh, looking at it, yeah, the A's are at the Rangers the next day. Yeah, and it's both an off day for the Yankees and White Sox. So that game will be played. Good. Either the 12th or the 13th. All good there. Birchie, looking to the future of this game, is it going to be where we're going to see the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Twins, the Brewers all get their opportunity, the Royals, along with maybe a national brand like we have here, you know, the Dodgers coming in, something like that. What do you think the plans are for Major League Baseball going forward? And just a single game every year probably? Yeah, I think at most that's going to be the game plan. I can see it where they possibly do it every other year. But look, realistically, right now, everything is kind of uh, based on how this game goes. You know, I know everybody was kind of upset with the idea that, hey, um, you know, at one point we were looking at possibly the field dreams game being played without any fans in dire zone. Mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of people who said, look, um, that may not be such a bad thing if they have that first game without fans or they have it with limited fans because that gives them a chance to kind of ease into this because that is kind of the grand plan, the grand hope of 
um, the the field of dreams operators is that this becomes a regular part of the, the major league baseball schedule. And like I said, you know, some of the people I've talked to throughout MLB have not ruled it out, but they want to see how this first time goes. And I think the idea of possibly getting in some other teams, maybe not the White Sox every year, is a very realistic possibility because um, – when Major League Baseball had to pivot last year to a COVID-19 where you couldn't have the New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox playing each other, I had some sources telling me that at one point they were considering possibly the Cubs Cardinals mm-hmm. and possibly the White Sox Cardinals. So, um, you know, this is how it's going to be the first time around. But if everything goes well, um, and now they the good thing is they've had so much time to plan for this game now. They, they, they essentially have an extra year, and I think that's going to – that's going to go a long, long ways. But I think every intention is is that this goes well and, and they keep doing it and they keep bringing in Major League Baseball teams to die or so. How long that goes on, I don't know. Um, and if it's every year, I don't know. But I know that Major League Baseball is hoping this is not a one-time thing because, um, look, let's be honest, a lot of time and effort has been put into, into this game and this specially made stadium um, which will see as many as 8,000 fans. We don't know if 8,000 fans are going to be there for the actual game yet. We're, we're still kind of waiting to get word on that. But, um, you know, they're doing it with, a eye, with an eye staying open of, towards, you know, the future of keeping Major League Baseball coming back to Iowa. And I guess the other mystery is, is, is those people, how much are those 8,000 people going to be paying for their tickets, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't know yet, do we, Tommy? How much the, the get-in price will be? I mean, what's one thing to buy them from a scalper? But if you win that lottery to buy those tickets, how much are they going to be? Do you know? Yeah, we don't know yet. And I think kind of the biggest question that I've kind of been hearing from people is not how much tickets are going to be, but how many tickets are going to be available to the people in the lottery. One number that had been thrown out to me before the COVID-19 pandemic had really um, set everything back was possibly as many as 3,000 seats being allowed to Iowans, which seemed like a lot of lot of tickets when you think about all the people that are going to be coming in from Major League Baseball. My understanding is Rob Manfred's going to be coming to town. Um, when you think about it, 3,000 tickets being available to Iowans seems like a lot. That was what I was told the original plan. We'll see if that's still going to be the case now that um, you know we're, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. So Buck and Smoltz will be there. The A-team. You gotta assume, right? I would think. Don't works, think for, works for I know me. Smoltz, I, know, I, I know John Smoltz is going to be there because when he was he was at the golf circuit oh, yeah. point, I actually talked to him. And that's he, right. He said uh, it, it, he's looking forward to covering this game. And he was the one that even told me that he had been told that there might be a limited capacity on that game. Now, a lot, a lot of time has passed that's been, um, you know, who, who knows? You know, the plan I know has changed so many different times when it comes to different aspects of, of this game. So, you know, we're still not even to the finish line where a lot can change between now and when the game actually takes place on August 12th. Birch, have you got your Field of Dreams cornflakes yet? <laughs> Not yet. I'm a big cornflake guy. Okay. And since I'm going to be in town, you know, I figure I, I probably should pick up some for the kiddos, too. Absolutely. I want to see what uh, what fan puts a, um, a golf scorecard in front of Smoltz to sign. 
<laughs> a little piece of memorabilia. Absolutely. Yes. Happen. That's too easy. Hey, Bertie, last thing for you, uh, and we certainly appreciate this discussion on what's going to be a magnificent event Thursday, August 12th. I had it in my mind it was Sunday Night Baseball. It is not Sunday Night Baseball. I don't know. I uh, For whatever You're reason. You're scaring me better, Ken. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, my, my apologies. Um, <laughs> Cubs Farm System, Tommy. It's about to, I would think, maybe not get replenished, but there's certainly going to be some additions. You would think, anyways. Right now, who's the who's the jewel of this farm system? Give us a couple of guys. Maybe they're not here yet, but they're on their way. Uh, if somebody asked you that, who would you say those those uh, those guys would be? Yeah, they definitely aren't here yet. <laughs> if you've uh, if you've watched the Iowa Cubs or, or been down to Principal Park for a game, um, it has not been pretty this season, although there have been a few guys that have kind of made their way through. But I think kind of the, the marquee name right now is Brennan Davis, the guy who hit two home runs in the Futures game. He's down in double A. And my understanding is just the way he is raking right now, There, there's a good chance you know, we're going to see him at some point in Iowa this season and probably you know, relatively soon. The other two big names are Miguel Maya, uh, a catcher, and Braylon Marquez, a, a left-handed pitcher, Amea, we have not seen at the big league level or the AAA level yet. Marquez appeared in one game at the big league level last season, but both those guys are hurt right now and, and may not play again this season. So I think right now all eyes are on Brennan Davis. But like you said, I think, um, you know, when the trade deadline comes and goes, uh, there are going to be two spots that really benefit. Um, from whatever deals the the Cubs make, and that's going to be Tennessee and Iowa. And I think um, a lot like you did when when the Cubs made some trades during that last big uh, rebuild, you're going to see a lot of those big prospects coming through. Guys like you know people tend to forget Kyle Hendricks, not a home a hometown guy. You know he's he's not a homegrown talent. That's the guy that they mm-hmm. trade for. Addison Russell is the guy that they traded for as well. So. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to get to a point again where uh, when it comes to the Chicago Cubs, you're seeing so much in the rebuild process that it, it, there was a period of time where I think a lot of people cared more about what was happening in Iowa than what was happening in Chicago. You know, <laughs> the days where you had Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Albert Almora Jr., Wilson Contreras, some, yeah. some legit big-name prospects coming through Iowa. And I think after the trade deadline, um, that's how it's going to be again um, moving forward, at least at the end of this year and the start of next year. Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register. Can't wait to read those secret projects that you're there working on, <laughs> Tommy Birch. Uh, drive safe, Birchy. Thanks for doing this for us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to talk to you. Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register. Thursday, 615 Fox. Yes. Off day built in Friday. Yeah. You were old. I thought it was Sunday. I thought it was Sunday Night Baseball. I had it in my mind. Yeah. And I'm looking at the schedule when I saw Birchie was going. I wonder if they built it an off day for Monday. Uh-huh. So I looked at the schedule. That's what it was. Gotcha. And like Sunday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm thinking to myself, there's a night game on ESPN. Night game on Fox. The night game on Fox. I had the days wrong. It's Thursday Night Baseball. You remember the promo from the All-Star game? No. Aaron Judge, Shuck and Corn. You didn't see that during the game? Yeah, I remember seeing it, but yeah. I don't remember... Well, they wouldn't be doing the Field of Dreams game on Fox if it was an ESPN property. Now, that makes that that's a valid point. Yes. Well, if he'll be there, his quarantine will be... Yeah, he's, the 10 days yeah. come and gone by then. Um, it's 11.25, and it's time for another keyword. 
It's time to go for the green on KXNO. You can win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword dollar to 200-200. That's dollar to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Game six of the NBA Finals is tonight. Sean Devaney covers the NBA for Heavy.com. He will join Trent and I when we come back to help us out with that one. It's tonight, right? You got that. On NBC? No, no, no. <laughs> this is still an ABC property. Uh, 1125. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and Trent Condon here for K-Guard, leaf-free gutter system. After wind took down a gutter at my house a few weeks back, I did the research and it pointed one way to K-Guard gutter system. The Manning brothers are Central Iowa guys that grew up here and take pride in the work that they do. And that certainly showed at my home. Professional installation on most homes in one day. No more worries about clogged gutters. Contact K-Guard Iowa today for a no-cost consultation at 515-795-7069. 795-7069 or online. K-Guard Iowa. All in one. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. And our marketing and communication services can help you promote your facility business. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do do for you and yours is KXNO. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renter's Warehouse guy, he lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renter's Warehouse guy lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renter's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-44. Void where prohibited. Now back to Middle and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. Uh, game 6 NBA tonight goes at, uh, well, just after 8 o'clock local time. ABC has it. Sean Devaney, who's helped us out this entire playoff run, we're certainly grateful for that. Uh, from Heavy.com, he joins us as our final guest of the program. Sean Trenton, get in Des Moines. Uh, really appreciate you finding time for us, Sean. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing uh, doing well and looking forward to tonight. And if the Milwaukee Bucks win, it would be four straight uh, since they uh, went down two zip in this series. I think that's as uh, big of a uh, nobody saw that coming as anything. But man, here they are and they're on the precipice of winning a title in front of the home folks. Yeah, and uh, you know they 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 came into this series and I think we saw it in the first two games. 
um, really with a thin margin of error. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to go back and remember that. Uh, you know, Giannis had the knee injury, um, and and we weren't even sure he was going to play in Game One. Um, but uh, you know, he plays uh, even with Giannis healthy, though. They 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 do have a thin margin of error. They've got to win uh, all the sort of other categories. You know, those those uh, offensive rebounding and 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 second chance points, fast break points, points off turnovers. That's all got to go Milwaukee's way for them to have a chance because Phoenix is a much more efficient, uh, just a more talented offensive team. Uh, so Milwaukee's really got to find ways to kind of ugly the game up a little bit. And they've been able to do that here in these last three games. They've been able to, especially, uh, you know, when you get late in the game, they've been able to uh, just make enough heart and hustle kind of plays uh, that uh, that they've been able to pull out these wins. But, um, you know, you, you always knew that if, if Milwaukee was going to have a chance, it was going to be uh, kind of uh, uh, by by being tougher, by, by getting to some of those uh, other categories like I talked about. Um, you know that, that 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 was always the one chance that Milwaukee had, uh, and and they've done it for three straight games now. Dario Saric tears his ACL in Game One, and mm-hmm. then after Game Two, a yeah, big deal. Mm-hmm. And now, three games later, it is a big deal, and we're seeing that. Just how big of a deal is that injury? Not a guy that's a starter, not a guy that plays thirty minutes a game, but a backup big certainly feels like it'd be key for the Suns right now. Yeah, and 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 you know they they have so little. Uh, this is the, the the problem that a lot of teams have, especially this season with the number of injuries we've had. You just don't have a lot of depth, um, and and so you get past uh, you know your first guy off the bench, and uh, and it's Frank Kaminsky after that, you mm. know, and and uh, God help you if you're going to step into that. So um, you know that uh, for them to be able to uh, rest uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, and go small at times. Uh, that's that's where Dario Saric is key. He's obviously a, uh, a good fill-in for uh, Jay Crowder as well. Uh, but yeah, you know, having Saric uh, it gives them a little bit more uh, flexibility. Um, so yeah, you, you know, I think that that that, that would uh, uh, certainly help Phoenix's case. Of course, look, uh, you know, the Bucks will quickly point out that they're playing without Dante Vincenzo, uh, and and having him would would certainly change things. And what they're able to do with small lineups, so um, you know, I don't think you're going to get a lot of uh, uh, sympathy there from uh, from the Bucks, uh, considering they're without a key guy as well. If the Bucks do close it out tonight, or even in Game Seven, what does uh, what does this do for Chris Paul's legacy? Um, he seemed like he was finally on the cusp, right? And I know a lot of basketball people were hoping that he would break through uh, and would win that championship. But if he doesn't, what if anything does that do for his legacy? Well, you know, it's it's the difference between being, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess Reggie Miller uh, or or Dirk Nowitzki, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, both of those guys had sort of similar careers, uh, and uh, you know, the thing you think about Reggie Miller when you think about uh, first, uh, as much as you might think about the Knicks, and then all those showdowns with Spike Lee. You also think that you know he never won a championship, mm-hmm. and you know never, uh, never had that chance. You know he, he I believe, played in just one finals uh, uh, against the Lakers back in uh, 2000. But um, uh, yeah, so you know it's it's the difference between that and 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 Dirk Nowitzki, who you know had a great career and and sort of on the later end of his career, uh, you know came through with this amazing performance against the uh, against the Miami Heat 2011. Uh, and wins a championship, and 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 when you think of Dirk Nowitzki, 
that's what I think of first. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's the difference here with these next two games could mean uh, for Chris Paul. You know, are you, are, are you Reggie Miller or are you Dirk Nowitzki? So after this one concludes, either tonight or Thursday, what's the game plan for Middleton, for Drew Holiday, and for Devin Booker and the Olympic team? I know they're already left. I think, what is it, Zach Levine is in uh, health protocol right now. He hasn't gone over. So, I mean, is it like uh, when the British Open happens here, the John Deere Classic, the golf tournament before, they'll hop in a private jet together and and go across the pond? Do you know what the protocol is, how they're going to get over there, and how quickly after this ends that those guys, those three, will make their way over to Tokyo? Yeah, Jerry Colangelo, who's the director of USA Basketball, talked about this a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and, and, and said that all those guys had given him the commitment that as soon as the finals were over, uh, they would head over. And, and I think that's, that's still the plan. Um, now, if you're Devin Booker and you've been through a, uh, what could be a seven game series and, and you decide, uh, you know, I just, I just haven't got it, you, you know, especially if you, you lose and you're, you're not riding that high. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody on the on USA Basketball is going to uh, uh, is going to uh, you know really be uh, that 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 bitter if somebody makes that decisions. But as of right now, that's the plan is is for those guys to hop on a plane and uh, and get over there and 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 start competing. Um, you know, I'm not sure that's the best idea. Um, you know, considering what we've seen, uh, you know how important chemistry is and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that's sort of where USA Basketball is now uh, in what's been uh, obviously a very, very weird year, uh, not just for them, but for everybody, right? How much stock, Sean, do you put into the Scott Foster-Chris Paul, um, what is becoming a trend with Scott Foster's the lead official or part of the officiating crew, um, Chris Paul's teams he's on are 0-12. Um, do, you, do you put much stock into that because Scott Foster's the lead official in tonight's game? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I think when you get to 0 and 5, you start to say, huh, there's something weird here. Uh, and then by the time you get to 0 and 12, you start to say, you know, I mean, I don't know. Kind of talk to Scott Foster about it and, and, and see exactly what's going on here. And, you know, Chris Paul has made, uh, you know, has made no bones about the fact that, uh, you know, he does think that Scott Foster has something against him. That, that, that 0 and 12 is not by accident. Um, and, and, you know, I just think it, it is strange for me, uh, uh, at this point in the NBA final, uh, for the league to be putting Scott, Scott Foster on this game, uh, you know, knowing what the reputation is. But Scott Foster, you know, a, a lot of folks think he's a fine ref. Uh, a lot of folks don't. Uh, you know, that's probably true of every ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, to, to kind of throw him into the situation that they're in right now, man, that doesn't feel like a, a smart idea from the league. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, Chris Paul has said pretty consistently that he does think Scott Foster has something against him that it's not a coincidence. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's going to be a story heading into the game. And if I'm the NBA, I just don't want it to be a story. So I, right. I, I would, you know, ask, ask Scott if he's got something else to do tonight. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe go find another rep. What kind of recourse does a player have if, there's this kind of relationship that has developed, and it's sour and it's bad. Is that something? Well, you have to go through the players' union. You figure at this time, the announcements made this morning. There's no way that anything could be done to get them off the game, right? Chris Paul is the president of the, of the players' union. Yeah. Mm. So if anybody, if anybody has yep. had the mm-hmm. opportunity 
to go and make something happen about it and and, and register a complaint and go to Adam Silver, who, who you know Chris Paul has a very good relationship with. Uh, it would be Chris Paul. Yeah. So you know the fact that this happened despite all that, um, you know. Uh, it tells me that no, there's there's really nothing that as a player that that, that, you, that you can do because if anybody was going to be able to do something, it would be the fault. Interesting. A couple more minutes, Sean Devaney from uh, Forbes, uh, from Forbes, from Heavy.com. Forbes was your last stop. Heavy.com now. So let, help us out with the game and the flow of the game tonight. Is it imperative for Phoenix? To get a good start in this basketball game, look, we know we didn't. They they did in Game Five. We saw it, uh, but here come the Bucks. Bucks on the road. Do the Suns need to quiet that Milwaukee crowd tonight, knowing that it is an elimination game, a trophy? The trophy's in the building. Uh, is how important is that for Phoenix to get off to a good start and not let Milwaukee build a double digit lead? Yeah, that that's going to be really big, um, you know. And 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 like you said. That doesn't guarantee anything. You know, mm-hmm. the Bucks have been pretty tough and pretty resilient, and 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 really kind of been able to pull themselves back through some some deficits all throughout the playoffs. Really, not just in this series, but certainly in the series as well. You know, I think the big thing for the for the Suns is to get back to um, something that they do pretty well, uh, and that is shooting corner threes. That's that's one of the the bread and butters uh, of their offense is that corner three um, during the season. Uh, they made 4.2 corner threes per game. Um, you know, it's a shorter shot, you know, rather than, rather than those, those three pointers that come at the top of the arc. Um, you know, those corner, those corner threes, the, the, the Suns have really done a lot of damage. Uh, 4.2 per game during the regular season. That was third in the NBA. Uh, if you look at the way this, this series has gone, the first two games that were, those were Suns wins. The Phoenix shot 13. Uh, for 22 from the corners, you know that's that's spectacular. 13 for 22. Uh, the game two, they were 10 for 17. I, I mean, they were they were that that's that's their offense. That's that's when they're at their best. The three games since then, they've gone three for eight. They've only made one corner three per game. This is a team that averaged four per game uh, during the regular season. It's such a big part of their offense, uh, and it has it has disappeared uh, in these uh, uh, in these last three games. That's the big thing for Phoenix, and and you know if they get uh, an early lead or whatever, that's fine. But what they have to be doing is playing their offense uh, and, and and kind of breaking down that that Bucks defense to get what they want. That's how you hold the lead, you know. So you can you can get a lead through some hot shooting, but you've got to be able to play the offense that got you here. Uh, and to me, the big thing is corner threes with them. So I think that's the thing to look for uh, if they're not just building an early lead, uh, but, uh, but but also you know playing their offense, making those corner threes. Will we have a basketball game on Thursday night? I hope so. You know, I mean, we've come this far. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be very, very tough to go into Milwaukee and win, as you guys are are, are, are talking about. We've seen what that crowd has been like. Uh, I do think the uh, the Suns, with a, a real lack of playoff experience, I think that's starting to show. Um, and and you know, if if you are lacking that playoff experience, then walking into uh, a road game like this and, and an elimination, uh, that's going to be a tough, tough thing. Uh, but you know, I mean, Phoenix has been resilient. Uh, you know, think back to they went eight and zero in the bubble last year. Kind of when all this stuff started. Uh, you know, this is this has been a team that uh, that has surprised us over and over and over again. So I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, if I were actually putting uh, uh, you know my money somewhere, I would I would probably uh, stick with, with Milwaukee. 
um, just because of the lack of experience on the Suns' part. Uh, but like I said, this has been a team that surprised us all year. Sean, I know you do a lot of these things. Uh, we're certainly grateful that you found time for us here in Des Moines. Thank you, Sean Devaney. Appreciate the relationship with you. Oh, always appreciate it, fellas. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Sean Devaney uh, from for, uh, Heavy.com. Heavy.com is where you can read Sean. He's covered the league for decades, long, long, long time with the sporting news. Miller and Condon, back to wrap it up. A play of the day. Anxious for that. It's a five-point spread. Milwaukee gives five to Phoenix. Condon, Smool. I was going to say they're head and head in the yeah. Bet Rivers contest, but Smool is Opening up at the top of the stretch. We'll get the play of the day when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 0-1-0. DraftKings is America's favorite sports book. They're the top-rated sports book as well, and I love DraftKings Sportsbook. They're easy to navigate, plenty of instruction for new bettors, nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. Friends, family, they've loved DraftKings, and I'm pretty sure that you will too. And have we got an offer for you? Going tonight, DraftKings Sportsbook, putting you courtside with the chance to turn just $1 into $150 in site credits. All you have to do, bet on either basketball team to win tonight, bet a dollar if they win, 150 bucks in site credits in your account. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also has great odds all week long on baseball, golf, and anything else under the sun. It's safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and, most importantly, withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $150 in free credits. Bet the team of your choice. You want the Suns, you want the Bucks. Simple as that. If that team wins, you turn a dollar into $150 in free credits. That's promo code KXNO for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. I only new customers. Only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Do you have a gambling problem? If you do, call 1-800. The 2021 George Niang Charity Golf Outing is coming up on Friday, July 23rd at Ames Golf and Country Club. Join me. George Niang, along with the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters, Lindsey Fenley, and Betsy Wade, as we benefit Friendship Arc Homes and community services. Golf, social hour, and sponsorship spots are available at friendshiparc.com to join us and give back to this great organization that supports individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities to thrive. Addition supply. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow, not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at Yon. And final couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Murph and Andy had won. The Fanatics at three. Cyclone Insider tonight. Hines, uh, Petey, Ross Peterson, Randy Peterson. They will be on the air at 6 o'clock. We've got a game 6. You know the most disturbing story for the day before we get to your play of the day? The fact that 
college football is seemingly backtracking on these home sites yes. for the first round of the playoff game. Well, Come it was on. a quote from Bullsby. Is it placating the Bulls? I, I would hope not. Why are you giving these people money? Why? You know who else is placating? Teams that play in the South who don't want to come to a Jack Trice right. or to a Kinnick or to Madison or mm-hmm. whatever your northern outpost is. Right. right? Yeah. Well, guess what? It's the way it works. It should. And if you're Tampa, they came up here. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's head-scratching that college football, when it feels like they're so close to getting this. It is not the truth. Getting it right. Get out of their own way. And then here comes the bowl systems. And you know who is leading the Rose Bowl these days? Jim Delaney. Oh, God. And I'm sure that consulting fee is a pretty penny. I bet it is. That he is getting in. The smartest man in the room. Just ask him. But what a gig in retirement, right? Oh, yes. Jeez. Rose Bowl consultant. Not too bad. Former uh, commission of the Big Ten and a hell of a commission of the Big Ten, too. A uh, quick note from uh, my notes here today. NFL Network announcing they will record now 23 live games this year on NFL Network for the preseason. A new record there. Of course, locally, what? We got five, the Chiefs have Fox 17. Well, they seem to move around. They eight's, have. A eight's, got bit. So, eight's got some Packers, maybe? Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, I think it's uh, Packers have kind of been all over the place. The Bears, ABC for a number of years, but kind of moves. And then you have the games that they're a national game, then mm-hmm. they'll be on there. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, and if they're on live somewhere here, then they won't be on NFL Network. They'll be blacked out. Right. Regardless, you can find your team playing their preseason game, which is always good. And I will be watching them, and I'm going to be watching a lot of these games. I have a feeling. Three game preseason schedule. Uh, we've got rookies reporting to three different teams today. Everybody, mm-hmm. one week from today, all 32 teams will be in training camp. Seven days. Yes. And we are what? Uh, when's August the 5th? How many days away is that? 17, 16? That's the uh, Hall of Fame weekend game. That's yeah. Dallas-Pittsburgh. That's so it's one. getting here, folks. Mm-hmm. It is getting here. Uh, so is the Trent's play of the day. We're running out of show. Who are you playing tonight? I will. I'm trying to figure out the budding angle here. I think I'm probably going to play the Suns on the money line. I might even play with an alternate number. I'm so far. I'm a couple hundred bucks behind. Mm-hmm. I said live betting is going to be a big part, but I want to get a pre-flop down. And if I'm going to do that, there's also a prop bet. Suns win plus Chris Paul over 21 and a half plus 350. Even to throw like 50 bucks on that one and then play around with the live betting. I think that's kind of the angle that I'm leaning with. And of course, I got Gold Cup tonight. Don't forget about that. Last night of Gold Stage and of Group Stage for the Gold Cup, Suriname against Guadalupe. You wanna, oh, sure. You want to take the draw in that one. That's okay. how you make money. Well, we'll be uh, certainly all, all over that. Or maybe not. Right. Uh, good luck to you tonight as you try to run down Justin <sighs> Smool, who has taken the lead in the contest that, uh, well, AD's still alive. Mm-hmm. Chris is still alive. You're still alive. Doesn't look good for the boys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're here every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. Thank you for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.